0: This podcast replay is brought to you by Sports Grill. With over 35 years of making it special grilled, they're celebrating the start of football season with 15% off all bone-in wings. Visit any of their seven locations all over South Florida. There he is, locked and loaded and ready to go. How you feeling, Mr. Pianowski? I'm doing good. I, yeah,
1: I'm yeah, i kind of regretfully... Um, I was really enjoying that last segment, you know, about about your childhood. A lot of stuff I didn't know about you, and then somebody asked about your first concert. I was really curious to hear what you said about that. Um, I could talk about me. This could be if you want to make this a music segment. We talk about music for the next twenty minutes. I mean, nothing would make me happier than that. And you couldn't rem- you couldn't remember the name of the place that you worked as a kid. I was like, did you work at Chess King or something? I was trying to think it of was, what clothing store you worked at. It
0: wasn't Chess King. I do remember Chess King. But it was it was a it was they, we, we had um, branches in Westland Mall in Omni, and there was another one in North Miami Beach. I worked in two of the locations, Westland Mall, and then they moved me over to the Omni location for a short amount of time there and but I, I forgot the name of the place because yeah, I used to get a lot of my dress clothes there, and uh, I was able to. Uh, yeah. and always uh, get employee, some, some employee discount
1: that's a big thing when you're a kid what Huge. was the first
0: concert you went to the 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 first mm-hmm. Boston Poco Doobie Brothers and then uh Van Halen uh Fair <sighs> Warning Tour
1: oh yeah oh, that's great yeah the Unchained my favorite Van Halen song I my first concert wasn't that good although it wasn't bad I saw Starship open for Night Ranger oh. and and now jefferson starship would have been great or jefferson airplane i saw starship they opened and closed with we built this city which is like you look at any list of the worst rock and roll songs of all time and in fact even grace slick has walked away from that song she's like yeah we wish we didn't record that yeah i i hate
0: that song actually that's everybody everybody does it's like billy joe we didn't start the fire um every time i go to a billy joe concert that's when i go get my t-shirt when when he plays we didn't start the fire uh, I, I, you watch my ass get right up and walk over to go get my t-shirt because I don't make the line like everybody in a Billy Joe concert. A lot of times I, I'll go early and I'll make my line I'll get my t-shirt. In a Billy Joe concert, I know he's going to play that shit song. Because I love Billy Joel, but that one song, I can't stand, we couldn't start. I've actually
1: with. flipped on Billy Joel. I used to really like him, and then at one point I realized I didn't. I had a party. I, I saw a girl I didn't even know. I said, do you like Billy Joel? She said, I love Billy Joel. I said, hang on one second. And I came back and gave her all my Billy Joel CDs. And the fact that they were CDs tells you how old this was. But I'm so jealous that, um, that you saw Van Halen. A well, friend I saw Van Halen a shit
0: ton of times. Yeah, a just friend of mine Man and Hailing. I were
1: talking about the greatest riffs of all time. And I think we came up with Unchained being the greatest riff. There's a, They have a live CD from Tokyo yeah. a few years ago. And, and David Lee Roth, you know, his voice isn't any anything what it used to be. Yeah. But listen to just the first 35 seconds of Unchained before Roth even sings. just yeah. Eddie is just wailing away. And the fact that I thought Eddie Van Halen was going to live forever. He obviously didn't. We lost him a couple of years ago. And that was that hit me and my friends really hard because he was our guy. You know, as much as I I have great reverence for you know Jeff Beck we just lost and Jimi Hendrix and you know, the Rolling Stones are, are probably my favorite band of all time. But the guitar god that I grew up with was who where I, I saw all his albums come out and and I looked forward to it. And when I was in eighth grade or tenth grade, every guy in in school wishes he was Eddie Van Halen and every girl in school wanted to meet Eddie Van Halen. He was just the ultimate cool guy. When i okay. was a teenager so I, you never forget those formative of those formative years and, and just you know what a god he was
0: from that first album um on fire is that's my favorite van halen song and and eddie's guitar work in on fire is just absolutely sick uh that and atomic punk actually so many greats. Two, two, so, uh, two of two uh, of two of the songs that are like underrated. Under, those those I love are "Diver, under I love the Diver Radar.
1: Down," which is a, a, an album a oh, lot yeah, of people yeah. don't talk about. Yeah, "Hang Little 'Em Guitars High" is one of my favorite songs. Ha- I,
0: "Hang 'Em High," "Little Guitars," for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, "Diver Down" is uh, is actually underrated. Uh, I do. I think so too. Where do you come down on the Hagar stuff? I, I, I at first I didn't like Van Hagar. Because I was so pissed that they you know, broke up. For sure. But, but Van Hager grew on me, and I love it. And I love yeah, it. Uh, I, and I, we- I, ended up, I ended up enjoying it. Not more than the original, of course, because mm-hmm. I will always love that bluesy sound more than anything else. Because See, David Lee Roth had a sound. He didn't have mm-hmm. a, a, a voice. He had a sound. You know, that's what it is. He didn't have a great voice or anything, but he had a sound that went perfect with that music you know what i mean and he's not the first of guys like that that they didn't really have a voice but they developed a sound you know i thought i thought kevin DeBrow from quiet riot wasn't necessarily a great singer but he had a sound that went with quiet riot you know overall so you know to me that's that's where i, I fell in love with that sound from van halen obviously halen's guitar is amazing i think michael anthony doesn't get Gross enough. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe as a hard rock band, it might be the greatest harmonies I've ever seen from a band. Okay? I'm not talking Unbelievable about... Unbelievable background vocals. Yeah, from, I'm not, from not talking about the Eagles or Little River mm-hmm. Band or, you know, these... Crosby ili- Stills and Nash. Yeah, hmm. a- a Crosby Stills and Nash. I'm not talking about the elite, co- you know, the elite, you know, uh stuff when it comes to singing. But as a hard rock metal band... Halen might have been the the greatest background vocals I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah, just- I would love
1: to, I would love to meet Michael Anthony and just tell them thank you. I, here's a guy who voted against his own interest to stay in the band. You know, and was as about as selfless as a rock star could be. Yeah, because of the politics of what was going on in Van Halen and uh, the unbelievable background harmonies. Just just seems like a really great guy. Uh, running with the devil. I think Neil Monk was the name of the guy. He he also died a few years ago. He wrote a book. He was their manager. And, uh, tell some great stories. And I, and I agree with you on how I unpack Van Halen, Van Halen with Roth is a legendary band and David Lee Roth is a perfect frontman for that band,
0: the best front, Van Hagar,
1: ever. Van Hagar is a very good band. They're not Van Halen. No, no, Van, Van Halen is like on an untouchable Pantheon level, Yes, you know, like an a, a plus band. And then, you know, the, the second version of the band is like an A minus or a B plus, you know, still a lot of good songs. But it's not Van Halen.
0: Yeah, King Short's coming in with Mean Street. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, so good. Yeah, bono, yeah. That that whole album, bono, Fair don't, Warning don't. for me, is just a phenomenal album. Just everything. One Foot Out the Door, you name it. It's just a, a, a an incredible... Ma- what is it? Dirty Movies, right? Is it Dirty mm-hmm. Movies? um that you know that whole album is just it goes under the radar i think it's just one check of those. out
1: that live version of unchained i've the, seen I, it i keep i keep, I keep playing the first 45 seconds of it over and over again because eddie just comes in like a friggin' avalanche it's unbelievable
0: yeah yeah no i mean listen towards the end of their run you know i would go knowing that david can't sing but i mm-hmm. but i i just wanted to get my ticket on the right side of the stage Mm -hmm. just so i can see you know eddie jam the 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 whole the entire night because that's what it that's what it became the last couple of tours hell i went to i went to jersey to go see them for that uh that that last album that they came out with and uh and i I drove and we flew up there and we and i knew that david couldn't sing but it didn't matter to me i was there to see eddie and the rest of the band because by the way alex and Alex Van Halen doesn't get enough credit, also as a drummer. Unbelievable. Just, just like the bassist uh, Anthony doesn't get enough, you know, credit as a, as a bassist. Four exceptional, you know, talents in their for own sure. right. And 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 Roth for me was the best frontman I've ever seen. Okay, not and the cool, best singer, cool enough, not even Cool not enough even to be close. in the Sopranos, right? I mean, he's yes. in the Sopranos poker game. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's just, he could move a crowd like I've never mm-hmm. seen before. And the athleticism that he had on stage with the swords and, and the, and the, and the, and the uh, staff or whatever he had as a prop. You know when he when he arrived to your town because the dude was like a badass, bro. I mean, he yeah, was. I can only
1: imagine what his knees and back are like today. Oh. You know, we think about like the prices football players pay. Uh, what, what was the price of David Lee Roth doing all those calisthenics on stage? Oh, he'll tell you. He'll tell and you and his hours. body
0: is all all messed up now. Yeah, at it has this to point. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, he'll he'll definitely tell you that. That's for sure. Uh, let's see what. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, so we, we got a bunch of things going on, uh, by the way, you're looking forward to Travis Kelsey on Saturday night live. How about that? I guess so.
1: I wish, I wish, kinda- wish you would lose this idea that the chiefs are somehow you know, under, you represented yeah, or respected or something come on everybody knows patrick mahomes is the best player in the nfl yeah nobody who, who's out there like oh, i i doubt patrick mahomes i doubt patrick nobody Travis kelsey stop it nobody. i realize that's what every athlete does the slights or perceived slights they use it as fuel and, and i and i get it but the chiefs are overdogs they're not under yeah maybe they're a one point underdog in the super bowl obviously you and i both picked kansas city game could have gone either way yeah didn't like the way the game ended, but
0: well, I guess Bradbury grabbed him. So it is. So it goes. But for, for, uh, but by, would, by the time well, we got I halfway, football. dude, by the time we got halfway through the season, most of us were saying Mahomes is the MVP. For sure. What the hell are we talking about? I mean, give I me a stop, stop it. It, it, stop it with this
1: Patrick Mahomes. Is uh, you know two MVPs? He's been to three Super Bowls. He's on every other commercial, and he's great. And I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes. Just let's not act like he's a some secret. Yeah, he's yeah. not some bar without a sign on front. You know, everybody knows Patrick
0: Mahomes. Anybody he's, with a brain will tell you he's the gold standard at quarterback. He separated Period. himself. You, you can,
1: It's one of those things. You could name a lot of number twos. You could you could give me hurts. You could give me Josh Allen. You know, you you can argue, we can you, argue, you, we, can argue. we can have a discussion on it, right? right. Look at the year, look at the year two we just had. He led the NFL in a bunch of stuff. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys who could be that number two. Mahomes is gonna, always going to be the number one until somebody knocks him off. And you know, Andy Reid is uh, is already in the Hall of Fame. They did it with the most average receiver room. G, Juju, just yeah. just a guy right now. MVS was even in the Super Bowl. I don't remember doing doing a thing.
0: No, no, I know it's it's that's the impressive part with them. Obviously, they're elite at tight end. But at wide receiver, they were definitely not special. But when you're special at quarterback, that's what makes the difference. And, you know, the whole team contributed there. Special teams had a monster mm-hmm. return to give you pretty yep, much Tony. A, a, a gift of a touchdown. The defense scored. So, that you know, when you're getting contributions from all phases of the game, this is why, you know, you end up as a Super Bowl winner. For sure. We,
1: we said last week, we said, look, they're not going to stop the Eagles. You just have to disrupt them. And what did they do? They, they got a takeaway, and it turned into a touchdown.
0: Yeah. yeah that, was,
1: that was enough to flip the game. That, that was the most important play of the game, you could argue.
0: Let me ask you something. Um, uh, the Sean Payton story now, and now Rex Ryan is the leading candidate for defensive coordinator. Why is it, and I get he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong now. Why is it I think this is going to be a disaster in Denver?
1: Just when somebody's been out of coaching as long as Rex Ryan has been, it just makes you a little bit nervous, right? Has, has anybody come back from a really long coaching game? I mean, look, Joe Gibbs was amazing. Only Vermeil. Yeah.
0: Vermeil's the Vermeer only Vermeil's a
1: good example of somebody. It did work out, but I, I just, when somebody's been out of the game so
0: long, it just makes me a little bit nervous. No, I'm, w- I'm with you. But also, Sean's cockiness. And it's just, there's a, I don't know, there's something about this that. You know, it it just, I don't know, man, it just doesn't, it does, you know, he had a lot of support in the Saints that people don't talk about in his front office, and they made a lot of good decisions that weren't necessarily his decisions, and that's what people don't understand, so he's going to be in charge of personnel also, and I just feel that sometimes a coach bites off a little too much, Mm -hmm. the arrogance and the cockiness kind of take over, and I just don't. I don't know. I, I just kind of feel this is an exploding cigar. Yeah, Maybe all, I'm completely wrong. We
1: all need somebody to talk us out of a bad idea. You could argue that's been the problem with Belichick the last few years. He's he's wearing too many hats. Bill Belichick needs somebody to tap himself on the on the shoulder and say, "No, don't draft that guy. Don't draft Nikhil Harry." We, you know, uh, Chip Kelly needs somebody to say, "No, don't trade for Sam Bradford." We we all need somebody to talk ourselves out of a bad idea. And you you, you talk about. The arrogance of some of these guys—that—that's you know—it's like what your greatest strength is can be your greatest flaw sometimes, right? You think back to that great scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High where Spicoli and the kid they crash Jefferson's car and the car is totaled, and 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 Spicoli's like, "Oh no, my dad's a TV repairman. He's got these ultimate set." I, I can
0: fix it, right? I can it's, fix and, it. And
1: the kid goes, "You can't fix this car, Spicoli." And Spicoli looks at it. The car could not be more junked, and he goes, "I can fix it." I that's fix Sean it. Payton, okay? And Russell <laughs> Wilson right now is the car. And Sean Payton is saying, I can fix it. And everybody else is like, you can't fix this car, Payton. You can't fix this car. You're going to blame it on the the Lincoln Surf Nazis because you can't fix this. No, I can fix it. Well, I don't know. Maybe the car is unfixable.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see if the car is fixable or not. Did I... Did I get your uh, – because it was finally official now on the whole Fangio thing. Yeah. Oh, in favor,
1: for sure. Yeah. Definite it, thumbs up.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a good move. Uh, what would you think of uh, the two uh, judo stuff?
1: I, I'm not sure I saw that. What's, what's he, he Oh, he's taking ta- – Something he, different he, for workouts?
0: Yeah, he's taking judo. I took judo for three years, I think it was. And, um, and one of the things you do learn in judo is how to fall. And uh, it's helped me throughout my life, actually. When I've fallen, uh, learning how to break a fall,
1: balance and stuff.
0: Yeah, sure. yeah. And so he's taking judo on Fridays now for, for trying to learn how to fall and break falls.
1: Oh, I like it. Was that was judo something you had to pay
0: for, or did your dad cover that? It was, it was part of a, it was part of private school. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one of my, it was our PE class. Basically, you either chose PE or if you wanted to take judo. And uh, I took judo for for three years there.
1: I get it. You know, one underrated part of athletics is balance. You know, and it, it doesn't even matter what your body type is. You think of some, think of somebody like David Wells, right? Who looked like, you know, looked like he wasn't an athlete, but he had unbelievable C. C. Sabathia, unbelievable balance, right? it's a huge part it's a huge part of the quarterback position you know so so many and we always talk about the tight ends they're all they're all former basketball players they're all former power forwards and everything I, a lot of these skills that you acquire this is why when kids grow up today this is one thing that i'll, I'll be the old man complaining now you yelling at the clouds i get so frustrated when a kid shows athletic ability and like okay you got to pick a sport what are you gonna be you're gonna be a football player basketball player hockey player. you should play everything you should play soccer. Yeah. You should play Frisbee. You should play games in your backyard that don't even have a name, right? Randy Moss said when he grew up, they, they played razzle-dazzle, which the whole goal was to score a touchdown on every play. You, know, you just have fun. Well, Go let, let me ask you,
0: let me, to build off of your point, mm-hmm. this is why I don't know how much you follow soccer. I love um, soccer. But, Okay, well, have you noticed that we only develop one player at a world-class level? Do you, know, which, you know what player that is? The goalies. Why? every American sport is hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. So you're either playing baseball or basketball or volleyball or hockey or whatever the hell it is. And so soccer, well, okay, you got to work with your feet. That's the only time you do it. But in, in, as a goalie, everything's hand-eye coordination. And so if you're playing catcher, you're kind of playing goalie. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, if you're playing anything, it kind of gets to hand-eye coordination. I don't care if you're hitting a baseball. I don't care if you're catching a football, throwing it, whatever it is. I don't care if you're hitting a golf ball. I don't care what it is. There's, there's a hand-eye coordination thing to everything we do in American sports. And to me, that's the only reason why we can come up with goalies that can play at the international level. Now we're starting to come up with some of the players, you know, in other positions. But goalie has been something for now decades now, from Friedel and all those other guys from the past, you know, that we we've been able to send internationally because all our sports are hand-eye coordination.
1: Yeah, I've always people talk about what if Allen Iverson was a soccer player? What if LeBron James was a soccer player? What if Kobe Bryant was a soccer player? And I grew up when soccer took over you know has there been a soccer boom in america what's well, happened at the youth level it's, yes. it's a huge youth sport it's a huge high school sport it's we still haven't the women of course are, are world class the, the men are still lagging behind we did have a nice world cup we advanced to the second stage mm-hmm. played some exciting games we had trouble finishing and of course there was some controversy of why our best players maybe weren't on the field which is just a really bizarre story in in today's current climate but i don't know maybe maybe this world cup's coming to america soon I would like to see us, we haven't developed, Landon Dunham is a really good player, but we really haven't had that world-class, Clint no. Dempsey was a good player. Uh, yeah, we're hoping Pulisic will maybe become that guy, but when are we going to have a world-class striker that scares the pants off everybody? We, we don't have it, right?
0: No, now. no, 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 not yet, not yet. It's uh, we're, we're not close to that yet, but eventually I think we're, we're getting closer to that, but it's kind of weird. So for me, I think Tua is doing a good thing and listen, oh, for sure. a- anything you can do to try to better yourself and protect yourself, especially as a quarterback, to me, ultimately, like I've said, and I've done it over and over again, all of his big injuries and concussions have come from 3.81 seconds to 5.1 seconds. Right. So to me, ultimately, you better learn how to get rid of the ball under the three-second mark and do all these other things. Ultimately, that's what's going to keep you upright and keep you having a, a long career. What he has to stop thinking is that he can be Mahomes or Russell Wilson or any of these kind of scramblers that can go out there and buy themselves time. That's not who he is. He doesn't possess that kind of athleticism. Neither did Drew Brees. Neither did Dan Marino. Neither did Phil Sims. Neither did plenty of quarterbacks in the past. They only were able to move a step or two to buy themselves a millisecond to get rid of the ball. That's what he needs to learn how to do and keep it that way.
1: For sure, that pocket awareness, right? Troy Aikman, Tom Brady. Marino was so good at it. Just find that quiet area in the pocket, shift a little bit. And, of course, Marino had the fastest release of anybody. Joe Namath's release was right up there. You know, m- people forget because Brady didn't want to get hit at the end of his career. You watch his the first part of his career, the first, like, two-thirds of his career. His pocket awareness was unbelievable where he had a sixth sense of, of where the the chaos was coming from. It's like, okay, if I just step over here. I have functional space. I can release. I can make the throw that I want to throw. And you talk about Tua holding the ball. It's like, you know, they say what, nothing good happens after 1. AM, you know, just cashing your chips and go home. That's a, if the play as designed, if you're not on schedule with the play, it's just like, get rid of it. You know, it's again, you're not Michael Vick, you're not Steve Young, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just, um, that's where the bad stuff is happening. You said after that five second interval or whatever it is. Yes. So, um, I can't wait, can't wait though, I man, the, the. The Dolphins can still look around the league and be like, hey, we got Tyree Kill, we got Jalen Waddell. That's the best one two in the NFL. We saw what how badly Buffalo struggled, because they never found a second pitch, right? We saw how good the Eagles were because they had three guys who could threaten every inch of the field in Brown, in Smith, in Dallas Goddard. You know, you need you can't just have one guy, you know, and and Buffalo, that's really was the the fatal flaw of Buffalo. We saw how much Cincinnati struggled in the games that Chase didn't play. You need more than one guy, and you know Miami's got that. And most teams, you know, they're like if they have one person.
0: No, I'm with you there. Uh, by the way, going back to Kansas City, one of the things that I think is also amazing about them, and and it's going to lead to the next next question I've, I'm about to ask you, is that Andy Reid, you just mentioned, lost Tyreek Hill, and yet. Not a great receiving core, and they're able to play design and obviously Mahomes and company, and they go on to win the title. And then the other thing that they've done over the years under Andy Reid is they've lost all kinds of coaches, and yet they overcome that too. And now here's the latest, and Eric Bieniemy now, apparently it's working its way towards Washington and I know Andy Reid's going to be fine because he always is fine. He always develops the next coaches and the next players and everything else, and the offense will evolve like it always does no matter what quarterback it is. Even if you're, you're, uh, you're, you're Smith coming over from San Francisco, you're going to play the best year you've ever had of your career because you're playing under this guy. So here's the, the, the part B to all of this. Eric Biennemi needs to leave. uh, The worst thing that's happened to him is that he's stuck there, and that Andy Reid is getting still all the credit. Yet he's still getting a lot of the praise from Andy and others, but nobody's given him that chance. And it's almost like he's got to get away from from Pa, and go you know grow on his own almost. And I feel like this is a really important time for Eric Bieniemy. If he's ever going to be a head coach, if he's ever going to get that respect he needs, he has to get away from the umbrella of Andy Reid so he can finally get the praise that some of the other coaches have gotten since they left Andy Reid.
1: No, it it totally makes sense. You just get overwhelmed by the shadow of Reid. At some point, you've learned all you can from, from the mentor, and you have to go do your own thing. and. Be really curious to see how they adjust without him next year and look, look at philadelphia right they just lost both their coordinators they're both yeah. head coaches indianapolis and arizona so uh, that's what that's the the price you pay when you win right you can't keep all your guys and you can't keep your your best coaches because you you can't promote them the head coaches you already have a head coach right and so you're going to get your coaching staff is going to get rated. Whether or not that is successful, we'll see. I mean, some some of the best coaches of all time, the Bill Belichick coaching tree is famously very mediocre. Joe right. Judge didn't work out with the Giants. Obviously, Matt Patricia was a disaster. Matt Patricia got absolutely dunked on by Nick Foles and the Eagles, and then he went to Detroit and you know got dunked on for another three years because I think he learned every bad thing about Belichick and didn't learn all the good things. He learned how to be antagonistic with the media but didn't learn like all the stuff that Belichick did that was good. Of course, Belichick welcomes all those guys back, right? I mean, Judge and... Bella I, I, and uh, Patricia were part of the offense this year. I, horrible job they did with Mac Jones. They did uh, all the stuff that Mac Jones likes to do, and they basically threw it in the trash can. I'm not sure that Mac Jones is ever going to be a great player anyway. But I feel like they set him up to fail. So I'm very curious to see what the enemy does. Very well respected. It's hard for us to know. We're not in the room. Right. We don't. Some of these position coaches. It's hard to know. If anybody says to me, when Brian Dable went to the Giants, we all had opinions of what he would be, but nobody knew for sure. You don't know how much of Josh Allen's success was Dable, could be a different position coach, how much of it was Stephon Diggs. Success and failure both have so many parents, and it's really difficult to figure out where the credit belongs. And this is the greatest and the worst thing about NFL debates and arguments. It's like, okay... Montana was the greatest quarterback ever. No, 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 no. He played with Bill Walsh. He played with Jerry Rice. He played with Roger Craig. You know, Steve Young was just as good as he was. You can give credit any any way you want. Nobody can tell you you're wrong. I, I think Jerry Rice is the best football player I've ever seen. But he played with Montana and Young. He played with Walsh. You know, I, that's a huge advantage. You can never separate that stuff. Randy Moss on the Raiders was a kind of a, just a guy. Randy Moss on the Patriots scored twenty three touchdowns.
0: Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you there too. And uh, we'll see how this whole thing develops, but for him, I think it'll be the best move if he's able to do it because it will at least be able to give him that opportunity to finally grow and separate himself. And by the way, I think the Dable, um, uh, what's it called? Dorsey thing mm-hmm. uh, kind of separated itself because Allen and company kind of took a step back under Dorsey's. Meanwhile, Dable left. They took a step back and the Giants and, and Jones he got the most out of Jones that you can possibly get and the most out of that team. I thought that Brian, it have been more impressive. It better be more impressive awesome. making
1: Daniel Jones a good quarterback than it was making Josh Allen a great
0: quarterback. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it was impressive. I'm with you there. All right. What do you got going on at Yahoo? So folks can check you out.
1: Yeah, a lot of fantasy baseball coverage. The game is open. We have I did my catcher preview, Fred Zinke is his first base preview today, and we did a mock first round. So get ready for that. And don't worry, football's gonna open not not too far down the road, we'll be doing a lot of draft coverage. We'll be doing mock drafts. We'll be covering free agency. The NFL is a 12-month calendar, as you know. So if, whether you're into baseball, football, we'll be doing a lot of March Madness coverage. Tournament's just a couple weeks away. Come get some Yahoo Sports.
0: Hey, by the way, where's Jazz Chisholm
1: going in drafts? Love him. The only thing that makes me a little bit concerned, two things, one, if he bats third, how much does he run? And two, does the position change? Hopefully doesn't mess with his head. But he right. is one of my favorite players Power, speed, category juice. There aren't that many guys who can hit home runs and steal bases. And he's also in his twenties. He's he's a guy who hasn't had his best season yet. Uh, I and second base is a very weak fantasy position. He'll qualify at second even if he doesn't play there. So he, he to me he's like a fourth or fifth round pick. I'm going to proactively go after Jazz
0: and swag to just sure. swag for miles. He's
1: a really fun player for yeah. sure. Swag he's for mine. He's the reason you buy a ticket to go see him do his
0: yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Sandy and and Jazz are are worth yep. the so price yeah, of the- award winner. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski and catch his exceptional work there at Yahoo Fantasy. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, hang them high, my friend. You got it. As always, there you go. Hang them high. I love it. Little diver down. Don't forget, Mondays at Sports Grill, $7 single smash burger. Tuesdays, the $2 tacos, chicken, beef, or fish. Wednesdays, the kids eat for free with the purchase of an adult entree. Take advantage. And you know they're known for their sauces. And now you can actually take them home with you. The buffalo sauce, the Miami Heat, the blackberry, the barbecue, the Dali. And you got the Doral location now open. So you got eight great locations and milkshakes every Monday with rock and roll music playing at the Kendall location. Sportsgrill.com. Check out the nearest location to you. We'll take a quick break. Cameron Wolf comes right back. We unleash the wolf pack, baby. Talk a little dolphins and NFL next.